across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. And welcome back to the uh, second show of the uh, brand new season. Uh, plenty to talk about today. Uh, Histon unfortunately lost uh, another league game. City won their opening league game and uh, United just go on. Two wins out of two, two 2-0 two victories uh, and uh, all looking good. But as we were talking about yesterday at the game, it, it's uh, let's not get excited like we did last year. It was all it was all uh, top of the world, we're going up and everything else. I think there were a few joke chats of it yesterday but uh, plenty of games uh, still to go and uh, remember how uh, the middle of the season went last year and uh, check accordingly If you want to get in touch with us you can all the usual ways you can uh, you can um, so I was kind of you can text us on 07910 that's 07919 I think I got that number wrong when I read it out first time uh, or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk Uh, we'll be talking to Matt, hopefully, uh, with a better line uh, today, uh, shortly. We've got Salim in the studio, and uh, we'll also be talking to uh, Lance Keefe uh, following the Histon game and Robbie Nightingale uh, following the, uh, the the City game. We've got both of those recorded this morning, so uh, we'll be talking about both of them. Still waiting for the women's game to uh, start their first game at Cambridge City, Cambridge United derby uh, at uh, away. Um, uh, yeah, City get a City game away, City. Uh, so uh, we won't be talking to them. We'll be we'll be getting something midweek just to preview the season, and we'll be playing that out next week. And we'll start as we usually do with Cambridge United. As I said, we're going to try and get hold of Matt on the phone uh, this week. Hopefully it will work a little bit better uh, than it did last week and we'll actually be able to talk to him. So bear with me a second. That's the one problem with not having fantastic equipment. So oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't knock the equipment we've got, but we don't have a producer. We don't have someone to handle the phone, so I have to do it. And as you know, from many, many years, I can't multitask at all. So I have to talk uh, and then stop and then do something and then talk a bit more. But hopefully we've got Matt on the line there. Matt, can you hear us? Hey Tim, how you doing? Yeah, hey, not too bad, not too bad. We can hear you this week, which is always, which is always <laughs> an improvement. Uh, you didn't see the game though, did you? Yesterday? No, no. I was I was down in London yesterday, so I missed out on it. Oh right, okay. I got Salim in the studio. He's just he's just watched the goals because he didn't see it either. So uh, um, <laughs> let's start though. Uh, I know you went to the Sutton game. Uh, let's start with a Sutton game and just a, a question about something that was in the. Uh, post-match interviews uh, afterwards uh, when asked about uh, if he was disappointed with the results. Mark said, uh, no, I'm not really bothered, plenty more fish to fry, not as if we were going to get to Wembley. And we were talking about it yesterday at half-time with some of the fans because there's been some uh, bits on social media about, you know, it's an odd... It's an odd lack of ambition shown by Bonds in terms of uh, what he said. I don't know whether you heard it, but uh, your comments... 
Yeah, so I did. I did hear his comments after the game on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I, I, in some cases, I think the the problem is is with the prize money being so low for for the game, and um, you know the you know it's down to the luck of the draw on whether you get you know a big team in the second round and and then potentially the third round if you get that far as well. Um, I think the Carabao Cup is, is uh, you know down on the list of a lot of managers' priority priorities, especially down you know sort of in League One, League Two. As well, I know a lot of people will say, "Oh, it's about you know building people's confidence up and you know gelling as a team still and and all that." But you know, for, for me, I, I went you know to Tuesday's game and uh, you know I wasn't expecting anything from it. Uh, you know, it'd have been nice to have got through, obviously, but. I wasn't particularly fussed about losing it on, on penalties at all. Um, you know, the, the players you know, had to work hard. There were a lot of changes. And, um, you know, for me, actually coming out of Tuesday's game, you know, it wasn't the fact, you know, that Sutton obviously won on penalties. But, you know, I think it was good to, for the players to see that, you know, they, they could and should have won that game. Um, yeah, and it was just basically through their own mistakes that we, we didn't win the game in the 90 minutes at all when, you know, the, the fact that Mark also tinkered with the team, you know, Harrison Dunk played, you know, left centre-half by the end of the game. We didn't have really a recognised centre-half on, on the, you know, on the subs bench either. And, uh, you know, they say he made quite a few changes. Some of them, you know, you know, more, you know, why and what's he doing here and why is that player not coming on, for instance, so yeah, so I, you know, obviously he, he he's focused clearly on the league, and I, and I don't blame him, especially after you know what happened last season, Tim, with you know the fact that we almost got relegated and and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not against what he said, especially this year. Um, you know, the focus has to be on the league. He treated it like another pre-season game and got minutes into, you know, into key players as well. So, yeah, you know, I, I understand people's criticisms of it, you know, poten- you know, potential lack of ambition. But, you know, if, if the prize money as well had been a bit more on offer, I think he'd have gone for it a lot more than, you know, what he he does in, the, you know, in other cup, cup competitions. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is always it's one of those things, especially after the season we had last year, at least the, the, for the majority of it, where we are looking to make an impression on the league and, and do what we need to do, not just to stay up. But I think, you know, with the with the side we've got at the moment, I think, you know, there's potential to finish a lot higher than we thought we were going to last year. So the, the Cup does become a distraction. Uh, and I know that the uh, the Carabao Cup is not a particularly uh, good good event in terms of prize money. I think the Papa John's Trophy offers more per win in the earlier rounds than the Carabao Cup does, unless you play a big team, because then you get some of the uh, the, the uh, revenue from it. Um, so Sutton away won't have been a big earner for either. Well, I suppose relatively it'll have been a big earner for both of us, but uh, not one that we'd necessarily worry about. But I think you're right, in terms of the game... Um, you know, we should we should have polished it off in uh, requisition ninety minutes, or as it now works out, one hundred and five to one hundred and ten minutes for a game. 
uh, and the penalty shootout, as we've, as everyone says, every manager, every pundit, everybody says it's always a lottery, and it is really. Anyone can win on a penalty shootout, despite how they may have played in the game. And you know, we had the advantage at times, and then we lost the advantage. And uh, I, I guess you know, it was unfortunate that Dunk was the one uh, the, 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 was the one who missed, but that's the way it goes. Somebody's got to do it at some stage in that shootout. Uh, we go away, and uh, you know, we come back, and there was the euphoria of that Oxford win which was not only uh, two goals not only a clean sheet not only Oxford uh, but it was it was a it started to look like a very exciting side, a side that could play football in a slightly different way from last year in terms of uh, not necessarily getting a lot of the ball which we didn't for large parts of last season but to, to kind of deal with that much more effectively and uh, defend better. Liam Bennett, as I said last week, um, uh, already looks like a different defender than he did last year. Um, so, you know, plenty plenty to be excited about. So we go forward this week to Fleetwood. Um, I must admit, I drove up on the Friday night and then I saw the forecast for the weather on Saturday and I thought, oh, this is going to be another one of those games, in it, where it's all washed out and we're not going to get to see a game at Fleetwood, which would be, I think, the third time now that would happen. But the, the weather did didn't materialise and in fact it was quite nice it was a bit cold but it was sunny uh, and certainly no rain as far as as far as I was aware uh, in the game and again another really fantastic result yeah and it, and it was you know if you think back to last season's game Tim uh, which again you, you travelled up to uh, and that was a nice cold Tuesday night for you as well if I remember rightly but in, in that game you know we, we had all the possession we had all the chances. I think we, we hit the bar. We might have hit the post. Uh, missed one from about six yards out. Um, and we ended up losing the game 1-0. And, you know, that was a point in, in time when we thought to ourselves, oh, you know, this could be it. This could be, you know, one of the results that we'll look back on. And, you know, if, if we'd have done this and if we'd have scored that and, you know, and everything else. So... Um, but you know, to, to go up there like we did uh, yesterday, as I said, I've, I've seen the goals, but you you were there again as, as you always are, and you know it, it seemed to be you know a better performance in in terms of you know what we you know what we have done. Um, we we seem to have tacked with uh, a lot of purpose. You know, looking at the first goal that we scored yesterday, you know we win the ball in our own half, we break very quickly with pace. Um, you know, looking for for the overloads. Uh, you know, Psycho Jano has a shot which uh, you know the goalkeeper, you know, palms into the middle of the you know the area, and you know we've got somebody in in the box following up. Uh, you know, for the tapping, which you know last season we we certainly didn't have for for most parts of the season. Um, and you know, you know the second half, hopefully we, we've defended pretty strong. Um, people were saying you know they did come on to us a bit more. But, um, you know, we've got the second goal, which is, you know, a corner and a header from a striker from a, you know, say from a corner, which is, uh, I can't remember the last time that has happened, Tim. So, yeah, I'm not, hopefully you've, you know the, you know, the, the game that has happened. So, and, you know, to, to be comfortable at 2-0, you know, to, to never look like that we're, we're actually going to, you know, concede, you know, to defend really, really well and then have that threat, you know, with the pace on the, on the counter-attack uh, away from home. Um, you know, it's it's a really good thing. Of course, the, the only question that probably can be posed from the, you know, the first two games is that you know we've played teams that like to dominate the ball, and uh, you know have a lot of possession, and you know it's kind of suited our, our you know pressing, can't hit hit the ball quickly on the counter attack, 
and get players forward. So, you know, what happens when, say, this Tuesday, you know, when we play our old friend Steve Nidge, when we have a lot of the ball, are we able to, to break down what potentially could be, you know, a, a stubborn team who are going to give us more of the ball than what we've been used to in the first couple of games? But, uh, you know, it's, it's two clean sheets already. You know, the, the confidence is going to be high, um, you know, from what I saw from Oxford. You know, we, we look at defensively a better team all, all round the pitch as well. And, you know, now we, we've got threats all over the place. You know, there's there's been a couple of people already chipped in with goals. And as I say, a striker that's 2-2 two two already. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the perfect start to the season again, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and and it's interesting. I mean, you, you talk talk about that first goal, and uh, it, it's <clears throat> the the ball came in, it was parried out, it came forward, and who would have guessed it'd be Paul Digby that would have picked that goal up? I mean, you know, a real centre forward's goal, Salim. Yeah, I mean, it was de- uh, definitely great to see him. Um, first of all, catching up um, the play as Bonza alluded to in his, in his interview, because I don't think people realise how much distance the um, the midfielders often cover so doing that you know for 90 minutes is really tough um, and then obviously the finish as well and you know deservedly so on his 100, 150th appearance um, a nice way to celebrate yeah he gets, a, he gets a shirt from the club for 150 as he did with 100 and he scored on that goal yeah, again so, so needs another one. yeah I was going to say so, so, so we have to give him a shirt every week or we have to yeah. wait another 49 games now before he scores again <laughs> and to go back to your point about corners going in I mean uh, yeah, I can't, I can't think of the last time a striker was on the end of it of course we know at the end of last season when Dunk rediscovered his uh, scoring form he was the uh, the corner expert uh, for for a couple of games, but uh, it, it's I think I mean yes, you're right. We we like the way of playing where we've not got lots of the ball, and and now we seem to be stronger at defending, and we seem to. The, the the passages that the passes that are coming out of defence are now much more intelligent than we saw in the worst parts of last year, where it was literally who fit up the pitch at times, and I and I get why that what that was the case, but now you've got Lancaster is playing out of his out of his boots at the moment. Really, two really good games he's played so far. You've got. Um, you know, you've got uh, forwards that are actually able to pick the ball up, run with it, look for the pass, and make the pass wide or sometimes in, so we can switch it around. You've got people who can cross the ball. You've got people who can fight for the ball when it comes free. Altogether, it's it's much more. Although we had the pressure piled on us, I, I don't think it's like at the Oxford game. We didn't look like we were going to concede. It looked like we were going to be under pressure, but it didn't. It didn't look like we were going to concede. So, uh, we didn't look like we were going to um, concede a goal, Salim. Yeah, I think definitely agree with that. Um, there's definitely a, a really pleasant resilience about the team at the moment. Um, like you said earlier. Um, off air we were saying about the stats yesterday that Fleetwood actually ended up dominating the ball um, and you know you look at the, the score at full time it's still 2-0 so two clean sheets from two games uh, there's definitely got to be something that they're doing right um, and I think there's a, a good patience about about the team as well um, because obviously Fleetwood is a tough place to go you know with the travel and everything um, and then being away from home you know in someone else's ground um, it, it's hard um, psychologically and to stay focused so the team really need to be commended uh, for their efforts and for getting that victory across the line.
Yeah, and it's I mean it is a long it's a long trek anyway. I, I know the team came up on Friday night as I went to Manchester on Friday night. They seemed to have a very different. We left at much the same time, but I got to Manchester in like three and a bit hours. Uh, they got to Fleetwood in something like seven hours. I think it took them to get there. So no, not a very good journey for them. Uh, Matt, we'll come back to you in just a second. Let's hear what Mark had to say uh, in the uh, post match. Mark, you said you wanted today to be a platform for a better away record this season. I think we all enjoyed what we saw including the 400 travelling fans it's worked out perfectly isn't it well firstly they were great um, the supporters what a good number the amount of people here that have commented on how many supporters we've had that's a tough one that and I hope the journey home is better than ours was on or theirs was on Tuesday night and ours was yesterday seven hours yesterday we dealt with that brilliantly long long time after training to be sat down and a few stiff bodies but um, I thought the performance level was really high tough start I think it's always going to be their first home game and they play a shape that can really hurt you um, but we got through the first 10 minutes, created a real counter-attacking moment and probably forced them into playing a slightly different way. Um, and, and as the direct play kept coming, we, I thought we defended that really well. I thought we were a threat all afternoon and um, might have actually done better than we did in terms of the goal return. But it's a brilliant result and um, puts us up, puts us, sets us up nicely for the, the next number of away games that we've got, but the week ahead as well, which will be a tough one. Yeah, as you say, a lot of pressure that opening nine or ten minutes, but started to look a real threat on the counter-attack and that was underlined by Paul's goal in his 150th appearance. So, couldn't quite believe it when I saw him pop up on the edge of the six-yard box. Yeah, his last, um, I don't know if it was his last goal, but he scored on his 100th appearance as well, so he obviously likes 50s. Um, we give him a shirt today to celebrate that, as we do, and um, yeah, lovely reward for him. Brilliant performance from him, actually. Really hard running forwards to catch up attacks, really hard running recovery to defend our goal. That was a real platform of the team today. We're hard running right now, and I want that mentality and togetherness to stay in terms of our work ethic. I'll be tested next week against two really good sides. Um, and he defended brilliantly second half as well. But I thought the goal was great. We should have scored before that, actually. We had a couple of good, really good counter-attacking moments that we needed to finish off a little bit better. But um, lots, lots for us to work on there. But pleased with, um, pleased with the level of performance that we found. Yeah, so the chances, obviously, chance for Gassan, I think a couple for Seiko as well before the break. How important was it to go in the interval with that advantage? Definitely to go in ahead. We're probably a bit frustrated that we weren't in a better position because uh, we probably had the better chances in the first half. Um, but we had to come out and know that the game was going to change a little bit. I think we predicted one of the two changes that was coming and what that might mean for the game. Um, but I thought we defended brilliantly in the second half. And uh, set plays are going to be a big thing for us this year. Barry's done a heck of a lot of work. The boys have done a lot of work over the since we've been in working on these phases. We think it can be a big thing for us. But it only will be if we if we capitalise on those. We've got players that can deliver. We've got players that can score. Gassan's header's brilliant. George's delivery's great. And it put us in a nice position with half hour plus whatever was going to be added on um, to be in control of the game to some extent and then look to pounce again from those positions so um, we put ourselves in a really strong position in the game with that and it was a it was a really well taken goal yeah it wasn't a, a, I thought Cassandra had me actually led the line brilliantly from minute one to, to minute 90 plus the six he added on and to get his goal to ice the cake is really pleasing for him absolutely and two in two for him is a great start you know with strikers you, you want that I said it the other night when Faye scored two it's great for them it gives them a good confidence but more importantly just showing people exactly why we've wanted him here for a few years um, I think he's started brilliantly two, his two performances have been outstanding um, our test for him is to see how consistent he can be in that level because that's going to be a real tough ask to, to do that time and time again but he really does set the, the, the tempo for us and I think Jack and him have, have, have developed a lovely partnership so far and the wide players also um, we've got lots to do lots to improve and 
and I think next week will be really, really hard one for us, really tough. But um, yeah, nice start for us and uh, hopefully it gives us a bit of confidence to build on and, and people believe in us, which is really important. You mentioned Paul Digby's uh, defensive work in the second half, but Fleetwood are a, a side that like to control the game. And I mean, they were putting balls in from the wide areas, balls over the top for Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott. Uh, but I thought you dealt with it well. Michael Morrison and Ryan Bennett in particular, calm heads under huge pressure. Yeah, they defended brilliantly. So many aerial duels won. Um, Dunk's done well for us when he came on there. That, that gives us that little bit of sure, assuredness in the, the direct play as well. Liam Bennett as well in certain situations. Digby dropping into those positions that he needed to look after Stockley. I don't know if it showed from up here or from anyone that's seen it, but that is the windiest day in the world out there. And the ball was all over the place. Really tough to judge it. It was hanging up one minute, dropping down the next, going carrying the next second. So uh, that isn't easy to deal with at all. And, and when the team put four or five strikers on the pitch and playing such direct fashion and make it really random it becomes a bit random the game and, and we had a lot of bodies in the box and it was kind of every man for himself just try and throw your body in but I like that I like that we don't get flustered by that that's that's what experience can give you but um, there's a mentality to try and defend those moments out and we did that today yeah, obviously the boys off the bench played their part today. Two players that weren't on the bench today, Sule Kaikai and uh, Jordan Cousins. What's the situation with them, Mark? Yeah, Jordan's picked up an injury in his quad, which is um, very disappointing, and, and it was always a risk for us with him. Um, but we don't know how long that will be yet, but Tuesday night um, he suffered a little bit off the back of that, so we won't have him next week for sure, and we need to see where that is. Uh, and Sule is still recovering from his um, last little bits from the Oxford game, so he won't be available Tuesday, but we're hopeful we'll see him next Saturday uh, if he can get a full week of training in um, everybody else um, has come through today okay which is really important because we're um, we're on the verge of you know last week we had more options to bring on in an attacking position and we didn't have so many of those today um, but yeah the, the, the lads that did come on I think have done really well I think Faye's in a really good position I think Kachunga will only get better as we get him fitter he hasn't had a pre-season so we need to be really sensible with him um, but he's a fan's favourite having played about 30 minutes so far so that's a good start you know after a, a, a week of lots of travel over 670 odd miles and problems on the motorways today yesterday and on Tuesday as well to come out of that with back-to-back -back league wins is, is really pleasing for you Mark yeah and credit to all the boys that played Tuesday you know sometimes they're frustrated they weren't in those two Saturday games but that, that they've played a huge part in not only getting themselves ready so they can impact the games but allowing a number of these boys to not play Tuesday which has given them the freshness to go again today and next week we're going to need everybody in a, in a busy busy week but it has been a welcome back to the season for sure um, and, and the truth is we're going to sit on the bus now um, and watch Stevenage so that, that that is just the way it is now um, we're, we're going to have a real go at trying to back that up again on Tuesday night knowing how tough that is as it always is but um, one to look forward to Mark, speaking to uh, some of the fans at half time and, uh, and one of the things they were saying that's really impressing them is yeah goals are going in we're not losing we're not we're not conceding goals but it, it's the way in which we're playing there seems to be a, a, a kind of an application that we saw at the end of the season and that's really carried on to uh, this season I think if you look over three years that's just our teams really and we've had spells where it hasn't been but in the main that is what that's why people have loved us and loved what we've done in the last three years it's why more people are coming to watch us it's why the players have loved playing here there's a real togetherness in the way we work um, and that that pays you back all the time it, it, not on every day because it can't do um, but it does pay you back eventually and we're in a nice spot at the moment but unfortunately it's two games out of 55 or something so uh, yeah we've got a fair, fair bit more to try and keep that going but it is a good start and I think off the back of a really tough season if you can start with a couple of results early on it, it just hooks everybody and doesn't let everybody get too dramatic too early there'll be plenty of time for that this season at some point but at the minute everybody's nice and happy about things and 
got a real belief in the team, which is important. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So come on, Mark. You done it again. Lack of ambition. Two games in. We're top of. The, we're nearly top of the league. You should be talking about promotion, uh, as we all found out last year. Uh, t- two games in. Five games in. Ten games in. Even uh, we were doing uh, uh, really well, and uh, things can go and do go wrong. Um, injuries already uh, not plaguing us, but uh, obviously Adam May still not back. Um, and then we've got Sully Kai Kai having uh, rejoined uh, and out from the uh, head head and back neck injury that he picked up at Oxford uh, we certainly don't want to see that especially because uh, and it's going to be interesting Matt uh, we've got Stevenage coming up on Tuesday with the amount of extra time that's being added um, I'm planning on getting to late to work on Wednesday because I'm not sure I'll actually be back from Stevenage <laughs> yeah I was, cause I was thinking myself we probably won't finish it's about half 10 quarter to 11 no in our luck um, yeah, yeah as you said uh, Tim you know whilst injuries aren't aren't plaguing us too much. There's one or two already, you know, being affected. Jordan Cousins, as we know, is, uh, you know, has been injury prone, which is, is just part and parcel of, you know, where what he does and where where he plays and everything. So, um, you know, it's, it's a shame for him. Uh, but, you know, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks by the sounds of it. Certainly Kai Kai, obviously not quite... Uh, match fit uh, Elias Kachunga obviously they've got to manage because like Mark says he's not had a pre-season as well so what you want nice and early in, in the season is a is a nice physical Steve Evans Stephen is excited to turn up to your, to your ground on the, on a Tuesday night and uh, you know everything just comes into it doesn't it or he'll know all the tricks in the books he'll know all they'll be physical they'll be aggressive um, you know, they're not going to take any prisoners. It's not going to be a good game of football, Tim. Let's be honest. It's going to be a horrible game of football and it's going to have to be a fight and we're going to have to run hard, like Mark says. And, you know, we're going to have to stand up to the challenge when it comes at us. Again, I don't think we're going to have a lot of the ball, but we need to be really, really... Uh, no, sorry, I think Tuesday we will have a lot of the ball. I think they'll give us a, a lot of the ball and um, but we need to make sure that when we're on the ball that we're using it in the right ways because they're just going to sit in and they're just going to do to us what we have done um, you know the past couple of weeks to Oxford and Fleetwood and you know try and hit us on the on the counter quickly use set pieces to to their advantage as well just like you know we're trying to do this year and um, you know we're going to have to stand up to it and um, you, you know Bristol Rovers I don't know what what type of side they are this year obviously last year they were. They were very sort of physical, but they, they moved the ball around really well. I don't think they've got the, the young lad that they had from last season up scoring most of their goals up top who, you know, ran our defence ragged. But, you know, it, it's two tough games this week and, you know, we're going to have to be right on it. And the, the whole squad, as, as Mark said, is probably going to have to be used at some point um, in this next week uh, to, you know, to you know carry on because everybody can't play four games in, in, in a week. So, um, you know, really tough week for us. So if we can get a couple of points out of it and, you know, still be looking pretty as, the, as the, you know, the league starts to take a little bit more of a shape this early in the season, um, we'll see. But, you know, at the end of the day, if we, we, we said last season, don't lose your home games. And, and that's just the target for, for this week, isn't it? Just try and try and get something from the home games as, and, as much as you possibly can, really. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's interesting as well. St- I mean, Stevenage, perhaps perhaps a bit of a su- surprise package uh, sitting just below us in the league at this very, very early stage with two wins under their belt, one against uh, Northampton <coughs> and one against Shrewsbury. Um, uh, Salim, obviously the club watches, you, you watch the opposition uh, before a game on midweek, Saturday, whenever it's going to be. How much does that influence the way in which you play? I think um, it's different for different people. So some people will, will prefer having um, a lot of the information before a game. Other people will prefer to have, you know, minimal information and just say that, you know, they don't want that to determine or impact what they're going to do on the day because they just want to keep, you know, a consistent level level playing field. Um, but I know that a lot the team do do a lot of analysis work together. They will work, watch the clips together Um particularly set pieces and then if there's any real like key playing threats or styles of play or patterns um, that are necessary for everyone to watch um, those will be circulated around um, so yeah I think yeah a lot of a lot of work is done um, ahead of games kind of to, to prep the team and and just kind of paint pictures so that it's in the memory so when it comes to the day you've already seen it you know and then you know you know it, it becomes routine yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then it's Bristol Rovers at the weekend. The, the, away, oh, the away game I particularly remember from last season because it was one of those ones where you really felt, uh, again, th- those those games that if you're not going to win, we couldn't draw. We couldn't draw many games at all last season. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it, it, it's difficult. I mean, they, they've had a, 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 a good start. Although they're only on two points because they've had two draws. They drew against Portsmouth and they drew against Barnsley, both of which obviously are, you know, big, big teams. So, um, that they'll be a, a real challenge at the weekend, Matt. Yeah, yeah, they will. Absolutely, as you say. You know, Stevenage have probably had the the easiest start with you know a, a team that's just come up with them in Northampton, and then the, you know a Shrewsbury side that yeah did surprise a, a lot of people uh, last season with how good they were. But I think their budget's been cut a little, and you know they they obviously sacked the manager as well who'd been there for a few years, Steve Cottrell. So, you know, it's a new new fresh start then. So, you know, for, for them to get points against them as well was, was probably no surprise. But like you say, Tim, if, if you get points against Portsmouth and, and Barnsley, and, you know, one of them's, are, you know, away from home, you know, you're a good side uh, still. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really tough. We're going to have to be on it from the word go. Um, this week and um, as I say if, if, if we can take two points from the home games this week Tim you know I'd, I'd be more than happy with that you know they're going to be you know tough games uh, you know and two t- different types of games as well but you know if we get four points from them I'd, I'll be even I'll be even more happier and then six I'll be ecstatic and I'll be really <laughs> shocked as well if it is <laughs> so you'll be, you'll be predicting we'll win the league if we get six out of it Matt no um, no, no no not yet still 20th still yeah, 20th yeah 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 I know, I know. It's interesting because, of course, if you look at the league, it's, it, it looks really odd because you see Wigan down at the bottom and then uh, having won two games, but of course, uh, a minus eight uh, start to the league leaves them, uh, despite having won two games, rock bottom uh, down there. So uh, it, 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 
it, the, the number of big sides in the league this year, and I, you know, we said that we said this a lot, but you've got Bolton, you've got Barnsley, you've got Portsmouth, you've got Blackpool, you've got Derby. Um, you know, you've got some really big clubs plus Wigan, obviously down at the bottom at the moment, and Reading. I mean, they're having a torrid time of it at the moment, having lost to Peterborough, and then more interestingly, lost to Port Vale yesterday, which is uh, perhaps the surprise one of the two. Um, there's going to be a lot of really big games there, and a lot of teams that could. Uh, you know, really dominate the top end of that league. Um, so it, you know, it, it it's a great start, and you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna knock it in any way, shape, or form. For me, more importantly than the great start, it's the promise that that side shows if they can stay fit and healthy. Um, that leads me to believe that uh, this could be a well. I'm sure it will be a much better season and it wouldn't be too difficult to surpass last season although you can say that that those last 10 weeks of the of the season showed so much spirit you know we definitely deserved it it wasn't a fluke that we stayed up it was uh, you know the application and the play that did it but uh, looks like uh, you know it it, it could be a, a good season yeah definitely i think like you said there's lots of um, promise being shown a really good energy about um, the players at the club and you know how everyone's feeling about the club at the moment so um, I guess it just remains to be seen let's try and keep that up and keep that going for as long as possible yeah absolutely absolutely well Matt uh, thanks very much for uh, joining us we shall uh, talk to you again next weekend cheers Oh, I forgot to fade him up then, but I'm sure he did say goodbye. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> Probably didn't even hear me announce that he wasn't, he wasn't going to be on the phone anymore, but there you go. Um, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, probably City, I think, next. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So it was the opening day of the uh, Step Four uh, season uh, this this year uh, this week. Um, Cambridge City uh, in the uh, Midlands Division of the Northern Premier League opened the week, uh, opened the uh, season against uh, Gresley. We'll talk about that one in a minute. But at first, they had the small matter of an extra preliminary round FA Cup game uh, uh, there, which had been cancelled, uh, postponed, uh, having travelled all the way um, to Hadley. I think they played. Uh, I'll get that. Hang on a second. We'll get that up. Um, and uh, then, unfortunately, had the game abandoned um, shortly after, uh, just over, well, during half time, just as the uh, city players were coming out onto the pitch. Three 0 up, they were at that. Interestingly, in the end, uh, yes, in the Tuesday replay, they were actually two one down at half time, uh, but won three two in the end. Uh, um, so. Uh, Interesting that the uh, it changed so much. Although to be fair to uh, Ron, Robbie, he did say that it would be a very different game uh, in the dry. Um, and then Gresley Rovers yesterday in the opening league game, uh, again a, a great result to start off with. First home game they've won for a long time. Um, let's first of all start by listening to what Robbie had to say when I spoke to him uh, this morning. Robbie, the season's finally open. Midweek game following the uh, abandoned uh, FA Cup round earlier on this week, Tuesday against Hadley. 3-0 at half-time, you were leading in the abandoned game. You were actually down at half-time, 2-1, finished 3 two in the end 
Yeah, like I said to you on, on Sunday last week, you know, we, we knew it was going to be a different game and probably didn't help our cause was that we scored so early again and we just, it was almost like the lads took it like it was going to be too easy and we stepped off it for a little bit. Um, we had a lot of the ball and credit to, to Hadley, they they scored two fantastic goals, albeit one, one was from a deflection from about 25 yards, free kick. And then the second one, yeah, the lads hit what, left foot, left back, about 35 yards and it's bent round the goal by about three three yards into the top corner and it was one of those where you're just sitting there going wow how on earth has this happened you know we we're in complete control of a game not really threatening but we weren't in any danger and I told you that they were the only two times Joe touched the ball really in in terms of any danger towards a goal that's that's about all they had but when they've got a two-goal lead and their confidence has gone from being shot on Saturday <laughs> to being through the roof on Tuesday, it's, it then there's answers and there's questions that we need to answer, sorry. And we just were too slow at times. And then we got in a half-time, regrouped, wanted to be a bit more aggressive in where we played. And, yeah, thankfully, we got the job done, 3-2. And, you know, we didn't look in any real danger, Tim, to be honest. I think they were quite happy with the 3-2, which sounds pretty weird with FA Cup and you'd like to think teams would have a go, but they sat in and didn't really test us at all in the last sort of 10 minutes, which, you know, we were pretty grateful for, but, you know, it allowed us to keep the ball and we moved it well and, and we saw the game out quite comfortably in the end. And yeah, so that's good for us. That's, you know, I think we get about £1,500 into the kitty straight away from that game. And obviously we've got the away game with Newmarket on Saturday in the next round. So a nice local derby. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it was on to the business of the league, opening league game of the season against Gressley Rovers and uh, two goals from Stefan Broccoli, who's already looking really good and well settled in and a second half goal uh, late in the game for Ryan Ingram made it a 3-2 win. Yeah, again, like, it was the first time we've, we've played at St Ives and took us a little bit of time to get into our stride. We went 1-0 down, you know, it was there a ball over the top and you know, we had Ed Tassel, who's 16, and Pat, who's 17, the two centre-halves yesterday. And, you know, it was one ball that we got caught square with and Ed sort of, you know, didn't get enough on the header back to Joe and the lads just nicked in between Joe and Ed and, and nicked in and scored. And, you know, it, it could have been quite easy for the team to, you know, deflate at that point because we'd sort of just got into the game. And then, you know, we scored two very good goals, both from... Like I say, Steph Broccoli, who who has hit the ground running, and you know he, he's somebody that like I said to you many times before that we identified to bring in to make us better, and to you know he, he's so good on the ball, he makes intelligent runs, he picks intelligent passes, and the good thing with him, he scores goals as well. So pleasing with him yesterday, and then like I say, we we went in at half time two one, and we wanted that third goal before half time because we had a lot of pressure on that goal, and we had a lot of good play down in the two areas where we wanted to get at them. And, and then we go in at two one, and then they have the win second half. They change the formation a little bit and go a little bit more direct and put us under a bit of pressure. And you know we conceded the goal about ten minutes into the second half, and and we sort of wobbled for about fifteen minutes after that, and we struggled to get a foothold back in the game. And we because of the wind, we got deep and. We were trying to go long instead of trying to keep it short and get into areas where we could sort of hurt them. And, you know, we, we made the change. We brought Bradley Rolt and Lewis Darlington on instead of Dan Cotton and Jake Battersby. And it gave us fresh impetus to go and attack the game. And two lads with great pace and 
you know, young lads that got at them and, and gave us an extra dimension going forward. And, you know, the last, we finished quite strongly in that last 20 minutes. And for me, on the balance of the first half and having withstood a lot of long balls into the box, long throws and free kicks and corners, I thought we deserved that winner in the 85th minute for how we stuck at our task. And, you know, with such a young group playing, I think there was four, five under-20s playing in the team yesterday. So it was great for them in terms of, you know, their first taste at our level and the league that we're in. So, yeah, it was, it was very pleasing to come away with a victory. You know, we haven't we haven't had a victory on the first day for a, for a very long time. So it was really nice to start the season with a win and, and a good performance in the majority of it. So, you know, we go again on Tuesday. And so there's lots to be pleased with on that front. You know, hopefully we can take that into Tuesday and, you know, just sharpen up ourselves with, with a few bits and hopefully we can give Harborough, a strong Harbour team, you know, plenty to be worried about. Yeah, as you say, another busy week uh, this week. Harbour away uh, lost their first game against Anstey Nomads and then the uh, the local derby for the uh, uh, qualifying rounds of the FA Cup against Newmarket. Yeah, the game Tuesday, very, very difficult. You know, they're a team that have fought Peterborough Sports captain from, from them. So it shows you the type of money that they're, they're paying out. Uh, they've also took the captain from Stanford, you know, title winning captain Jack Duffy. So, you know, they're a very experienced team. Signed Lee Tomlin, ex Peterborough player. So, you know, they're full of experience, full of know how and full of players that winners at, at steps four, three and, and even higher up the pyramid. So, you know, we have no no doubt that Tuesday will be a very tough game. Very surprised at the result yesterday for them. But, you know, look, we go there, we're a young, energetic team with a bit of pace now and Hopefully we can go there and cause them lots of problems and hopefully we can, you know, come away with a positive result. And, you know, that leads us into the, the local derby with Newmarket. You know, again, they've had a very good start to the season. You know, won their first two league games. Won it very well yesterday, 6-1, I think it was. So, you know, we know that that's going to be an extremely tough game. You know, they're a team that are you know, very aggressive. They're, they're a very tall team, but they've got a lot of good players that have played a lot higher than the level. So, we know that that will be a very tough game for us. Yeah, I mean these these things always are, and uh, especially since you've you know the you, the, the, the teams you play, you don't necessarily know a massive a massive amount about uh, a little bit of scouting. Perhaps if you're lucky, you get to see a game, so that always makes it harder. Um, so that's yeah, they've got. Uh, the, I mean, a great start, uh, a, a victory in the league on the opening day of the season, which uh, it's a while since that's happened, and uh, and obviously you're going to go whatever that would, however you got there. The the records show just three points off that first game. Um, <clears throat> But uh, even more still to go uh, than there is elsewhere. But uh, uh, the the Hadley result is a good one. I think uh, that that Robbie was a bit over optimistic about the prize money. I think um, it's a little bit under fifteen hundred. I think it's something like uh, eleven. I'm just looking now. Eleven, yeah, eleven twenty-five for the winner for the extra preliminary round. It's the uh, preliminary round game against Newmarket that should they win that. That's fourteen forty-four for that one. Plus obviously a share of the uh, the gate money as well um so that will be around about 1500 uh, perhaps a little bit more um so you know important money to the club especially obviously that uh, the new stadium which is costing a massive amount of money that's coming along just while we're talking about that one uh, i noticed that we got a press release from the club um uh, during the week um there's obviously going to be a community community element at the new club 
um, and they have put out a crowdfunder um, uh, appeal for funds to create the changing facilities for the community part of the uh, of the Sawston grounds. So, uh, if you want to get involved in that, um, then go to the uh, Cambridge City website. Um, the crowdfunder address I won't give you that out here because it's uh, a bit long and it's too long to actually uh, note down. Um, but go to the Cambridge City website. Look up. It's on the news page crowdfunding uh, appeal launched uh, have a look at that and uh, donate to, to you know grassroots football in the area um, the, I know the stadiums cost an awful lot of money uh, and I'm sure that uh, they could do with that well obviously they can that's why they started the crowdfunding uh, piece in there um, we were just talking uh, as we were uh, as we were on interviews um, Obviously, uh, the, 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 not, due to injuries, I think Ryan Town is out, uh, and um, oh, the new guy whose name escapes me off the top of my head, uh, centre half, big lad. Uh, no, it'll come back to me later on. Um, so. Uh, couple of young players playing in there um, and we were just talking generally obviously there's a uh, there's a couple of uh, United uh, scholars um, uh, or I think they're both on they're both presumably on professional contracts first year of a professional contract or would they just be scholars at the moment so second year scholars okay um, so uh, there's Liam Chadwick um, who's playing there and I'm going to apologize now because I am about <laughs> I am about to butcher Patrick's uh, surname Daswesky or Daswesky uh, yeah. sounds sounds good enough for me. Uh, Patrick, apologies if that's just a butchering of it. <laughs> um, but it's a route, obviously, that a lot of the younger lads take into their first experience of senior football. Um, you you went down that road. How, how do you find that the step up from playing junior football and then into scholars, and then suddenly finding yourself in um, a, a league against? Opposition, some of which are very good and some of which are, uh, I think, hackers and very, very poor would be a reasonable statement to make <laughs> of some of the teams that you're going to come up against, but a very different game, obviously, than what you're used to. Yeah, so I think, first of all, like, really good for their development. Um, both Pat and Liam are, you know, second-year scholars at the club, uh, know both quite well. Um, so, yeah, getting out on loan to Cambridge City is a great opportunity for them. Um, especially like if you look at the professional game, you don't see loads of young centre-backs. So getting that um, exposure at centre-back at such a young age in the men's game is brilliant, brilliant for Pat. Um, and if you look at the games programme that um, the scholars had you know, last season with the FA Youth Cup success, going from a game like playing Arsenal at the stadium to playing for <laughs> you know, Cambridge City, uh, with all due respect, it's, it's two different games entirely. Um, so having that kind of diversity in their games programme uh, is brilliant for them because it will serve them well, you know, wherever they go, whether that's playing professionally for Cambridge United, whether that's going, you know, beyond, whether that's whatever it, their career looks like for them, um, these experiences will, will serve them well for sure. And is it what, do, do you kind of worry, I mean, I suppose there could be an element of arrogance about it that you're attached to a, a League One side and, you know, you're out there getting experience, but you're actually better than this. And there's always that worry that, you know, how do I put it delicately? There are a lot of there are a lot of dubious tackles that go in at that level with players who aren't quite as good as they think they are. Does it worry you that uh, you know you're, you're, you should be playing at a higher level and there's a risk of getting injured in games like that? Well, I think first of all, going into the men's environment, um, particularly on your first occasion, you'll get humbled immediately. You know, there'll be <laughs> there'll be players um, in that dressing room that have been in your position that they were at 
Tottenham, Arsenal, Ipswich, wherever they were when they were younger and they went out on loan and now they find themselves at the club that you're at. So you won't be idolised <laughs> by any means. And um, I think, like you said, obviously nobody wants to be hacked and things like that, but it, it's a great experience for, yeah. for the young players. And um, it, it means that they've got to develop a bit of toughness about them and something else in their game, you know. So um, it, it can be viewed on both sides it can be negative in terms of like the injuries and stuff like that but it develops some kind of mental resilience and uh, cunningness to you know improve your game and find ways to get around that and uh, and getting game time is obviously the most uh, the, the key thing at this at this stage of, of your career no matter no matter who it's against just being out there and gaining that experience is obviously a, a huge thing uh, as well and as i say a lot a lot of the uh, scholars and and juniors uh, from all over from from every club in the league um are out there playing in some of these league games um one thing that's, uh, that we always forget when we're when we're talking about City and particularly Histon, who are a little bit lower down, is that it's obviously not a profe- it's not obviously not a professional game. It's semi-professional at best, and some clubs have managed to to to, to get a little bit further. But evening games can be a real hassle because you've got a day job. Um, now the scholars they're, they're they're perhaps in a better position, but that kind of thing you you forget playing you know following Cambridge United, where these things are just a non you know they're not an issue for them. How difficult it is. Is it fitting in with uh, teams where, you know, people have jobs outside of football? Well, I think, first of all, um, team integration is really important. So going into a, the right club where, you know, you feel accepted and a good group of lads will make you feel welcome, whether they're, you know, working in the day and playing at night or if they're training with you in the day. Um, but for sure, it's definitely different, um, you know, coming away from the professional game where you're full-time training every day and you've got set days off and whatnot. And uh, these lads are obviously working in the day and then training in the evenings. And uh, like we touched upon earlier, of all the analysis work and the extra work that you do around um, around your football, your gym, your recovery, all of that, that time gets eaten into a little bit because, you know, uh, clubs have only booked pitches for so long or you can only train so late or, you know, it gets dark and things like that. So um, finding, finding ways to get around that is really important for them. Um, but those kind of inconveniences serve um, our lads really well um, because they they have to then become more resilient you know so they can't just be um, sat at home doing nothing on a game day when they're playing 7.45 in the evening you know they've got to be getting themselves ready whether that's going on a walk um, fueling themselves at the right times and things like that otherwise it will show come 7.45 so yeah like it's another challenge that will be thrown at them Uh, you look at the top flight people play on different days at different times and play you know near enough consecutively so th- that's the level as well yeah absolutely it's uh, it's an, it's you kind of uh, covering city histon and united is always very interesting because of the the different approach that they're forced to take because of facilities because of resources because of all of these other things and, and not least because professional versus non-professional um in terms of salary not necessarily in terms of the commitment they put in uh, it, it makes it very difficult it's always it's always good to to, to keep yourself rooted in that and uh, remember that uh, it's not you know it's a it, it's a, a a rare privilege for players to play uh, professional football we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about Histon. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. 
So, well, it certainly won't be a panic uh, for Lance as yet. Um, they do need to get points on the board because, unfortunately, again, uh, not a good week for Histon. Um, they got knocked out of the FA Cup in the extra preliminary stage uh, against, admittedly, a, a side that are, I think, at least one, if not two levels above them. Um, the game that uh, was abandoned, uh, I think, 20 minutes into it and then uh, replayed at the start of the week. Um, I, I'm looking... Uh, I tried this before on uh, Histon's website. If anyone, if anyone's a Histon's fan, find out what's wrong with your website because I tell you, it's terrible. You can't can't get into it sometime. Um, but yeah, the Ipswich game finished uh, 3-0 uh, on Tuesday and uh, they played uh, against Oudby, uh, the third league game of the season and unfortunately uh, lost that one as well. So no points on the board after three games and knocked out of the FA Cup. Not the start that obviously Lance will be looking for. Managed to speak to him this morning. This is what he had to say about uh, the situation so far. When I press the actual button, it'll do Lance, it. it's been a busy last seven days, uh, starting with the aborted attempt at the FA Cup tie, um, uh, abandoned shortly after the start due to heavy rain. Uh, not ideal having to make that journey a second time in a week. And, uh, of course, the result's certainly not ideal for you. No, it's been a tough week, or two weeks and such at the start of the season. We haven't really hit the ground running. We played well in periods in games. Um, so certainly Elston Park, the first game, we, we did well in the first half and poor second half. Marchtown was the complete opposite where we were poor first half and then dominated for the last 45 but couldn't score. And obviously the two FA Cup games, the pitch was perfect play when we got there, so we can't have any problems with that at all. Um, then we went, when we went back on the Tuesday night, they were, you can see why they were a step four side because they were big, physical, moved the ball well, and it was a tough, tough night for us. So it's not been the best of starts. And obviously, then yesterday, uh, losing, in my mind, probably one of our poorest performances under me in terms of how we went about it and what we did was probably most frustrating because OB yesterday were there for taking, and we, and we just weren't able to create enough chances or, or break them down. And that was the, the kind of conversation we had after the game that, you know, we go to Wellingborough on Tuesday night and probably the following Saturday. So we, we need results and, and very quickly. Yeah, and I guess it's it's easy to look at the end of last season and the, and the, and the, and the uh, and where you finished in the league and and kind of think you know what's gone wrong. But it, it, it's worth remembering that uh, it, it I think the first three league games last year you'd only won one one out of the three. It was the you know that spell of play from really uh, the start of October um, in through over the winter with all the postponed games and then the end of that season that really got you uh, you know where where you where you finished up. But but what's the difference? Is it just because you've not quite gelled as a side yet at the moment? I think there's a number of reasons. Obviously, yes, that definitely. I think also we've had people away on holiday. We've had people unavailable to suspension. We've had injuries to key players. Obviously, both Ed Rolf and Rob Ruddy were back yesterday for the first time this season. Um, so that was nice to see them. But again, they're not match fit. They're not match sharp. Um, Danny Gould, obviously, has come back off a, off a long injury. You can see that he's not quite right yet, you know, but he's getting there slowly, you know. So the three of the four players we brought in are not quite ready. And then obviously Harvey Bullen, who we brought in as well as midfielder, he also hasn't played for five months. So it's a case of we're trying to find our feet. We're not making excuses because it's not been good enough. Um, and yesterday they were told that, that, you know, if things don't change, then the club will change because, you know, we can't continue to keep losing games. So, yes, we had a poor start last year, but I think, if I'm honest, this year has been worse than last year because we, we have no points on the board. And it's just the manner of the games that we've lost, and especially yesterday, was difficult to take. 
And as you said, you've 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 been. I mean, you were up yesterday one nil. Uh, you've led other games. You've given away leads. It, it, it's it, it's kind of difficult to take when you know that you can do better. Yeah, it's exactly that. And I think you know, we 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 tried to talk about it again, like like I say yesterday. We had a, like an inquisition because you know, like I said, we're not we know we're not good enough, but and far from it. And people will be frustrated watching it because we are as a, as a coaching staff and the management team, we, we're not happy with it either. And. If we look at the goals we conceded, probably out of the, what is it, the five or six goals we conceded, probably five of those we've given, you know, by lack of concentration or mistakes. And, you know, yesterday we go one and up, undeservedly so. I thought we were the better side. And then we conceded a really poor goal. Ryan Tanner, who's undoubtedly one of our best players over the last two seasons, gets caught in possession and, and, and they score from it. And we're going at half time, one all. And then just to compound that, Ed Rolf gets sinned in just for half time. And, they score their second goal in the second half in that period of, of the 10 minutes in did. So, you know, if we're not helping ourselves at the moment, and we talked about this yesterday and about having to sort of kind of man up and actually confront the issue, and it doesn't get much easier with Wellingborough away on Tuesday night. I was going to say, it's a, it's a difficult week, really. You've got Wellingborough on Tuesday. You've got Cookno on uh, Saturday. Both of them have uh, opened their seasons with two league wins. Um, and uh, we know them from uh, you know last season. So a, a difficult week, uh, both as well away from home. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week. Uh, tough ask for the players. And it's morale. We've talked about this many times before. You know, to have that team sort of euphoria by doing well we haven't got that moment we're struggling and so to go to Wellingborough on Tuesday night who will be a top three side no doubt and then talking about who started well who were probably lower in the league last year than they probably should have been because I thought they were one of the better sides we played so plenty uh, for Histon to get their teeth into this week uh, unfortunate that they're not making the best of the season so far but uh, early days I think at this stage last year they'd, they'd only won a game uh, despite the end of the finish it was that oct- from October onwards as I mentioned in the interview that, that it really it really kind of clicked for them uh, that's all we've got time for uh, this week thanks to Salim in the studio thanks to Matt on the phone thanks to Robbie and to Lance uh, for helping out with uh, interviews this morning uh, we'll see you uh, again next week hopefully with another uh, win for United and a start for Histon. Thanks very much. We'll see you then. If you're thinking of watering your garden soon, wait. The daytime heat will make it evaporate. Did you know the best time is in the evening after the day has cooled down? In need of legal advice you can trust, Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. It's not all happy ever after for couples. Every family goes through difficult times, but Woodfine Solicitors can help you face those challenges, deal with personal crises and get you back on track. We're upfront and transparent about our costs. Find out more at woodfines.co.uk and arrange a no obligation chat. Woodfines. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. Last year we gathered on a King's Parade for the first time. It was not a lot of us, but now it's more than 1,000 Ukrainians arrived to Cambridge. It stops those carbon emissions, which none of us want, for very little visual impact. It's such a good opportunity for anybody, whether you want to get into broadcasting full-time or not. And it's always nice when you see community radio being supported. 